Lined into left center, and what a play made by the rookie Brian O'Grady. Pitch. Oh, into right field. Brian O'Grady, first big league home run. Fly ball, center field struck well. Marisnik going back at the wall. Gone! Welcome back, Brian O'Grady. And welcome inside episode 70 of Breaking Bats, presented by Not For Long Media. My name is Justin Ayers, and I am joined by my old pal of four-plus hours. It is Kate Maniscalco uh, joining me once again. This is her second full episode as co-host, third episode overall, and fourth hour that we've known each other. Kate, how are you? Justin, I am doing fantastic. Thank you so much for asking. Amazing. Four hours. We're actually best friends now. We've already decided. Yeah. Besties. It's It's fine. Um, I went to Taylor Swift this weekend. Phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Uh, long weekend. It was in Gillette. It was at Gillette Stadium in Boston. I was the infamous rain show, if everyone was wondering, the one where it rained nonstop for the entirety of the night. So my voice is a little sore, but I'm feeling good. How was your weekend? Uh, it was it was fine. Um, I did I did my first 10k. I think I broke my foot. That's besides the point. <laughs> um, it hurts. It just everything hurts. Um, kind of, it's kind of impacted the whole, the whole mood and overall, you know, persona yeah. of Justin here today. Um, it hurts to, it hurts to walk, but that's, you know, we don't have to dwell on that because I like to look forward, keep it moving forward. Uh, you were at the Taylor Swift rain show and I saw people were selling bottled rain for $250 yes. from the Taylor Swift rain show. Uh, did you save any of it? And are you like upset at yourself if you didn't? I think if I take my dress that's sitting in my room and I just wring it out, I can get probably three buckets of rain. And you know what? If I sold it for $250, I would actually make the price of my ticket back. So that would be great. But unfortunately, that was all of the rain that I had. I will say this. I did buy a sweatshirt. It cost my left kidney to purchase it. But I did get a sweatshirt and it rained so hard. The sweatshirt took three days to dry. It is still damp. It is hanging in my room. I've not put it in the wash. I've not done anything with it. It survived the trip home from Boston to New York. It is still soaking wet. It's ins- it's so weird. It's crazy. But yeah. Yeah. The the sweatshirt. Yeah. The anytime you go to a concert and you're like, hey, I'll check out the merch tent or the merch table. It's like, oh, seventy five dollars for a t shirt. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll just hold off on that. Yeah. But, I, I'm sure I can yeah. find one on eBay. It's fine. Nope, not me. Sure. Yeah, out of necessity though, got to get a switch. I did that at a, at a Orioles playoff game one time, and I was I think I spent like 130 bucks on a sweatshirt, and I told my dad that, and he had I think I think he, I think he died for a minute. Um, but yeah, that's just like I don't know. That's the price to do a business. It's yeah. I'm I'm happy that you went though. Happy you had a good time. I've I've seen nothing but TikToks. I don't know how my feed has gotten on Swift Talk, but um, I I'm sure it was magical, and I'm sure she's saying. All the hits. So very, very jealous uh, of your T-Swift experience. Thank you. Thank you. It was enchanting. I bet. Um, well, well, while we're taping this on Tuesday night, th- how about them O's? Because they're beating up on the Yankees. And I got my Adley Rutschman shirt in the mail today. So uh, it's a great day. It's a great day for Justin and, you know, just the pot in general. So I wanted to get that out there. It's not great for the pot in general. It is good. Let, why don't you let me win? He can have this round. Also, when he says beating up on the Yankees, oh, wait, I got nervous. When he says beating up on the Yankees, the Orioles are winning 4-1. This is not a beat down. Three runs. 
it's fine. Pretty close. Yeah. You're ace on the mound, but yeah, it's, you know, I just needed, I needed a win today to be honest. Yeah. Like the broken, you know, if yeah, it's, I've been in this chair all day, so, you know, just let me have this one. We have a lot of stuff to talk about though on this week's episode. Uh, We have some top stories, some fill in the blanks, a couple rants. Most of the things that I say will probably just end up becoming rants organically, but Hey, you know, that's kind of where I'm at mentally today, but we'll start on a happy note on a positive note for baseball and baseball fans in general. We'll call this the top story, batting lead off, whatever you want to call it. Baseball's attendance this past weekend was the best in years. They announced that this past weekend's attendance across the sport of a little over 1.5 million was the best of any weekend in April or May since the year 2017. Uh, There's 45 games played over this past weekend. This uh, was the highest attended stretch of games since June 2019 and Sunday was the highest attended non-opening day game before June since 2018. People are coming out watching baseball. You hear all this stuff like, Oh, Oakland's getting 500 people a night and you know, they can't draw crowds here or whatever. It's like, okay, well they just had the biggest like weekend and it wasn't even a holiday weekend in years. So uh, are you surprised it's worked out so well? And you know, do you think the rule changes have had anything to do with that? I'm not surprised. I do think the rules have played a huge part in it. Just if you look at the difference in the time of games from this year compared to last year, it's a huge difference. Fans are more engaged. I mean, just the stolen bases in general are significantly higher than last year with the bigger bases. And then as well as the pickoff attempts, limiting pitchers to those when there's a runner on first base. I think that keeps the fans more engaged. The pitch clock has helped tremendously, despite some of the players not being huge fans of it. I also think the weather has played a big part for the Northeast specifically. I mean, last year it was freezing in the beginning of April. We had some snow, we had some rain. Didn't really experience a lot of that this year in those early months of April and May where the attendance is significantly low. So I do think that that has played a role in it, but I'm not super surprised. What about you? Were you shocked to hear this? A little bit. I mean, like, all you hear from people around sports or just sports fans is like, oh, baseball's boring. It sucks. I'm not going to baseball games. And then to have all these people show up. And, I, you know, I think the rule changes have had a little bit of an impact on that. We're seeing 30 minutes of, on average, shaved off of the games this year as opposed to last year. I think it's making for, I mean, TV ratings are through the roof as well. And then the in-person ratings are, are going through the roof as well. So it's like, yeah, I, I think if, I think people are more engaged. I think there's a lot more fun, young like talent in the game of baseball. I was just reading an article. It's like Ronald Acuna Jr. could be the best leadoff hitter of all time or something. Like in the first inning, he's like the best hitter in the first inning ever. So um, yeah, it, it's just like this next wave of players this year. And, and every week, I feel like there's a new starting pitcher debut that I will break down in a video at some point. But it's like, yeah, there's a lot of fun stuff happening in baseball. And every time I'm not at a baseball game, I do have FOMO. So Maybe that maybe the FOMO factor is playing into this as well. I agree. And I think the weekday games that normally get very low attendance have actually been doing a lot better this year. Like I remember they were saying last year that Major League Baseball loses so much money in the months of April. And this year they didn't lose as much as they have in previous years. So it's a win for baseball. It's coming back. It's not going down the drain here to stay. That's what I'm saying. I, I do have a, a slight gripe though. Um, oh, okay. I have no numbers or science or data to back this up, but <laughs> um, we are seeing uh, an influx of start times at 6.30 and 6.35. And 
I I just want to put my foot down and say, stop it. Stop it. My What's brain wrong is with conditioned. The 630? I'm not ready. My brain isn't ready yet. It's like I, I'm not like my day is planned around seven o'clock planting myself in front of the TV to watch baseball. And then I'll look and they're already in the second or third inning. And I've missed a lot of stuff because they've been playing for 30 minutes already. And I don't know why I was having this discussion with a friend of mine the other day. It's like these 630 games. I don't know what we're, I mean, yeah, you know, because of the, they're two and a half hours now they're getting done at, you know, 930. There we go. <laughs> Took him a minute. Yeah. I'm not a math person. I'm an ideas person, but yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what the heck's up with that. I would prefer them to start at seven, seven Oh five. One year they started at seven 11 cause they had a partnership with seven 11. That was fun. Um, but yeah, just quit it. No, no more six thirty games, please. Would you like the 8 PM better? Would you like the 8 PM starts? God, no. Right. Okay. No. Oh my gosh. You are so stuck. Like can't be six 30. Can't be eight. It has to be seven. Seven on the dot. Or seven. I'm not alone in this. No, I guarantee I there's other people out there that have been, you know, just beaten down by these 6.30 games. It's true. Because then you forget I'm, it's on it's on at that time, too, because you have it mentally in your head that it's on at 7. If if I've been watching games at 7 p.m. for years, and then, I, like I said, it's, it's 7 o'clock, I turn the TV on, it's like, oh, crap, there's, you know, there's five runs already been scored. Yes. And this pitch clock is making things go really quick. So it's like, all right, well, you know, got to keep up. So. Um, it's true. I just kind of want to be a voice for the voiceless in this situation. So please let us know if you're also have been victimized by 6 30 PM baseball game start times. Cause yes. um, yeah, please, please let us know. Um, so yeah, I mean, that, that's great for the sport of baseball though. Just like, you know, the attendance and everything's going up, but we'll do a little fill in the blank. Uh, Toronto blue Jays, uh, the most dysfunctional team in baseball. I'll say it. This team yes. is nothing. Nothing works correctly <laughs> for the Toronto blue Jays. Their manager is just off the rails at all time. They're on a big losing streak, but Kate, I'll let you take the lead on this one. You're in the driver's seat. Tell me a little bit about it. Yes. So this whole thing started right now. They're on four game losing streak, got swept by the Orioles, dropped one last night to the Rays, but here is what happens. They have this wild series with the New York Yankees, right? There's cheating allegations. The, the managers are yelling at each other saying, you're not standing in the little box on the first and third baseline. Everyone's freaking out. Judge, they think judge is cheating. Managers are getting ejected. So the series ends. And here is what happens in the Orioles game. So for those who don't know, managers are only allowed one visit to, to the same pitcher per inning. If you have a second mound visit, that pitcher has to come out. You have to make a pitching change. That goes for players, managers, and coaches. John Schneider comes out in the Blue Jays in the Orioles game. To go to Alec Manoa, they don't realize that the pitching coach already visited him during that inning. Umpire comes up to Schneider and says, uh, guess what? Manoa now has to come out of the game. If you watch the clip of Alec Manoa and the pure shock on his face, and then as he's walking, he has this little chuckle as he's going into the dugout. So the, ironically, the Blue Jays ended up losing that game. They were tied 2-2 with Manoa on the mound. They end up losing the game to the Orioles. John Schneider's asked about it in the post game, and they say, Yeah, I messed up. He did, you know, drop an F bob, but he said, Yeah, I messed up, but I think I was going to take Manoa out of the game anyway. Justin, how would you describe this situation? Because in my head, all I'm thinking is this is probably one of the biggest mental errors 
you can have in the game of baseball. Like we talk about mental errors and physical errors on the field, just a mental mistake from the Blue Jays manager. I mean, we were talking about this earlier. Like, I, I don't know how long this rule has been in place that you can only go out to the mound one time before you have to take the pitcher out. Um, apparently that's been a thing for a little bit. I, I was going to give John Schneider the benefit of the doubt. I was like, hey, maybe it's one of those new rules that they threw in. Maybe they didn't make a commercial about this with Joey Votto or somebody telling us about it. It's like, that's all like the, the MLB. Yeah, like they'll just have like these rule change videos. It's like, hey, baseball is different this year. Here's Joey Votto. Um, no, they didn't do one of those because apparently it's been there for a little bit. But uh, I think it was hilarious. I think John, what what a what a time for a mental error by John Schneider. I think he only said that after the game. It's like, oh, well, I was gonna take him out anyway. It's like, oh, okay, I don't believe that at all. You could look, you could see Manoa's face. He's like, wait, I could I could get out of this, right? He's like, no, you have to leave. Um, <laughs> and also, I just I I I'm I'm firmly. Uh, team Adam Frazier. Uh, I have been for a very, very long time. And to see Manoa go at our guy, Adam Frazier, they were exchanging F-bombs. It was also very funny. Um, but if, yeah, just, just, just chill out, Alec Manoa. All right. Yes. It was, it was a rough stretch for him, but um, yeah, if I had to describe that, I would just say hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. Hilarious. It was also, what was so funny is it came, if people watched the Yankees and the Blue Jay series, it came right after Schneider called someone. We still don't know who exactly it was. Someone in the Yankees dugout, Fat Boy. They literally caught that on camera like two days prior to this incident. So I don't know. I don't want to say karma because I don't like putting bad juju out there. But it's just weird that you call someone a Fat Boy in the middle of the game and then you make a mental error on the field. That's all I'm saying. But hey, he'll never make that mistake again. Nope. You know, you learn from you learn more from your failures than you do from your successes. Very and true. I guarantee if if John Schneider even like a thought crosses his mind to go back out to the mound five minutes after he was already out there with the same pitcher, it's not gonna do it. Or somebody in the dugout will just grab him like those holdback guys in the NFL when their coaches are trying nope. to run out on the field. Just grab by the belt. It's like, no, dude, you're out there 30 seconds ago. <laughs> oh, it's great. It's great. It was it was something. What what a what a weekend to be a Blue Jays fan. You're just screaming at your TV as you're losing games and your managers are dumb dumb and Manoa's trying to fight Adam Frazier. Yeah, it was what what a time to be alive. <laughs> um, Aaron Judge though, what a week. What a week. What a week. Guys back. I it turns out he can just look wherever and he can still hit home runs. So yes. I think I think after the last last time we talked. Last time we got together, you know, after the the eye, you know, peeping scandal, um, guy's pretty good. Yeah. AL player of the week, 500 average, 1.893 OPS, 11 RBIs in six games. Absolutely crushing it. Dominated during the Blue Jays series. I just remember watching, oh, and it's another home run for Aaron Judge against the Blue Jays. So did you wake the sleeping giant? Maybe. I don't think Judge liked being called a cheater. I wouldn't like being called a cheater, but nobody shows up like Aaron judge does to people who discredit him because I remember last year, you know, he had the whole scuffle with the Yankees management about arbitration and trying to figure out how much he was worth goes out, hit 62 home runs. You say he's a cheater. He's like, no, no, watch me. I'm going to go out and I'm going to prove all of you wrong. And he does have more of a little bit of a swag now, which I do really appreciate but what did you think of this oh justin's rolling his eyes i don't know how he feels (laughs) 
It's like this guy, he hit 62 home runs last year. I think, I think for a second there, like all the, the Yankee fa- Yankee haters, myself included, were just like, thank God. Now, now we can discredit him. We can, you know, we can, yeah. get, we finally have a reason to say like, he's not as good as we thought he was. He's actually a bum. And like, we had hope. And then that was taken away from us when it turns out that the, the peeping thing, the cheating scandal, it only, it only made him stronger. So uh, he, he absorbed all of that hate and then just took it out on baseballs. So yes. it wasn't, it wasn't a great time for Yankees haters. We had a little good, we had a good run though, though. I will be honest. Yes, you did. Uh, I was just trying to go back and look at, because like you had the Domingo Herman with the sticky stuff. And I forgot like the, the details around that. Can mm-hmm. you do you, so he got ejected for a sticky, for sticky stuff. And I know there was like the yes camera caught like it like something on his pants, which most people said after the fact was like chewing tobacco or whatever, um, which wasn't the actual sticky stuff. But uh, is there anything new with that? Did he get a ten game? Did he get banged for a ten game suspension? He did get the he got a ten game suspension. They didn't appeal or anything like that. Um, what was interesting was that it was the second time that the umpires came out. First time came when they played the twins. They told him, you have to go wash your hands. Your hands are too sticky. Go into the dugout, wash your hands. Rocco Baldelli gets ejected. The twins manager, he's like, no, 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 that's not the rule. Then second time comes around, fourth inning, Herman is ejected for sticky stuff. The one thing though, and I do want to hear your opinion on this, is I don't like how umpires can just say, well, his hands are too sticky. Can you give us a little bit further of, I feel like there's something else that they need to say. There has to be a line because just saying, well, your hands are sticky, so you need to come out of the game. So what feels sticky and what doesn't? It's completely under the discretion of the umpire. I know everyone's coming from me going, oh my gosh, if she's a Yankees fan. Of course, he's defending him. But I'm not saying that he wasn't using something. I just think that something else needs to be said. Same thing with Max Scherzer. They said to him, yeah, well, it's sticky. I don't know. What do you think? Well, I'm just thinking back to the whole because when Max Scherzer was the first person to to have this happen this year, yeah, it was the whole like the umpire touched his hands, made him go wash it off, came back out, said it was the stickiest he'd ever felt. In that situation, yeah, all right, you, you, you gotta get out of there. And I, I know Max was you know swearing on his kids' lives, and yeah, it was it was a weird deal. But yeah. um, in that case, I'm like, even if he was using like the the legal sweat and rosin, like. I I think they there needs to be more clarity on this, but I I think you could still you could still be ejected for having just too much of it, right? Like right. But it's hard because there's no universal like measurement of there's no one through ten scale of how sticky something is. It is up to like the discretion. And we had like Matt Strom, the Phillies pitcher, was on here a couple weeks ago, and he was talking about like you know it, you know if the umpire has something on his if the umpire puts sunblock on and he's rubbing it in, he's already got a little residue on there, and he touches your hand, and it's like. There's so many variables in play that like can affect how sticky it is. And maybe when I think it's like Phil Cuzzy's like the king of banging guys for, um, you know, having too much yeah. stuff on their hands. And it's like, you know, maybe Phil Cuzzy's just a sweaty guy. Maybe his hands have just a natural amount of stick to him. I don't know. But um, yeah, I, but the, the chewing tobacco on his pants thinking it was a smoking gun was pretty great though. Yes. I don't, I mean, I did see Jose Trevino said that on a podcast. He said, yeah, you know, if, if you're a fan of Major League Baseball, if you're a true baseball player, you know that's all that was on his leg. I'm not sure if that's what, what he was using on his hands. Her mom didn't come out and say, yes, I was using something. He kind of just said, you know, I need to be better for my team. It's my fault. Now I'm putting them in a bad position, which, of course, that's what he's going to say. 
So I don't know. It's a little, we'll see when he comes back from the suspension, how he does, but he is going to serve 10 days. That's a, that's a long time for starters. Yeah. yeah Especially, you know, the Mets, Mets really need a Scherzer. I'm sure the Yankees needed him. So um, yeah, not, not great, but you know, it's, it's one of those things that might keep popping up, but also can you, after Scherzer and after Herman, like pitchers, you're, you're on notice, like, yeah, cut it out. <laughs> Don't use anything. Well, I mean, I think you can still use stuff, but because well, what are you they know, using? It's sweat and rosin, as Scherzer was, you know, screaming. But um, yeah, I just like use it in an appropriate, you know, limited quantity or something. I don't know. Maybe maybe not have it coating your entire hand. Right. I don't know. As the non-baseball players, as our as our TikTok comments would say, it's like, what do we know? I don't know anything. Softball, we didn't use anything on our hands. Just saying. <laughs> there's no there's no scandal at the saw at the college softball level of, of sticky stuff. No sticky stuff in college softball. Not even yeah. I mean very few people used rosin, so that's I it. Think about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ahead of the curve. Yeah. Um next up, I, I did a deep dive on this all afternoon. And I've been fired up to talk about this. The Texas Rangers. Texas Rangers are coming. I'm actually going to a Rangers game in Arlington first weekend in June. So can't wait. Get to see the boys in blue out there. Uh, but friend of the podcast, multiple time guest, Nathaniel Lowe. He was on a different podcast, but we won't talk about that. Um, <laughs> he has just been, it's been making the rounds all day. And he said, the Rangers are for real. He said, you know, all he, all he heard was how people are talking about how this is the Astros division. And he said, quote, the division is ours to lose. You can't sleep on the Rangers. If we're not in contention down the stretch, I would be very, very surprised and would say something has gone horribly wrong. And, you know, your first place, Texas Rangers. All right. Winner of the AL West. You know, write it down. We're going to mark this timestamp down. Yep. May 23rd. Who's winning the, the AL West this year? I'm going to Houston Astros, despite... Love Nathaniel. <laughs> Love the Texas Rangers. I'm here for them. I want, listen, I want the Texas Rangers to win, but the Houston Astros are going to win the AL West. I mean, they have their guy back. They got Jose Altuve, 27 and 19, entering the week, currently on an eight game winning streak, eighth win last night in a row. Have not lost since Altuve came back. He's a spark plug of the offense, pitching currently the lowest ERA in baseball with 3.19 on the season. Relievers second behind the Yankees at 3.01. So I'm I'm sticking with my Houston Astros. I'm saying that like my don't want the Houston yeah. Astros, but <laughs> I I do think they're claimed another front running team. Everybody, she's on the Yankees and the Astros, so she oh my can't gosh, lose. no, they'll cancel me. <laughs> <laughs> but what about you? Who do you got? I mean, I got a ride. I got a ride with the Texas Rangers. I've been All a right. Rangers fan. <sighs> Uh, we Brian and I had a this whole thing where we were just like naming early twenty like late two thousands Texas Rangers it was like my era. It was like Michael Young and like Josh Hamilton and all those guys. But I I love the Texas Rangers so much. They're winning the AL West this year. It is their time to shine. They they're beating up on unfortunately the Pittsburgh Pirates right now. So they're gonna win tonight. They're gonna be thirty and eighteen after tonight. That's in that's impressive. And and my favorite part about this Texas Rangers team is that like they'll put up runs, but they won't just put up like four or five. They'll put up double dig, like yeah. they in three games against the Rockies, not even in Colorado. They put up thirty one runs in three games. <laughs> Justin's so fired uh, up. 
They lead the majors in games scoring more uh, 10 or more runs. They've done that 12 times this year. <laughs> like this is the most fun offensive team. Like I was like reading breakdowns. There's no holes in that one through nine in the lineup. If you look, they lead baseball and, and runs RBIs and average all of baseball, not just the AL. Um, yeah. It's, it's so much fun to watch. And, you know, I feel like though, the only time we, we talk about Texas on like a national scale, especially this year is like, Jacob DeGrom hurt himself again. How dumb is that? This guy's making a lot of money. That's like the only time. Like, nobody talks about how good they are. All I talk about is, you know, Jacob DeGrom having glass bones and paper skin. Um, Would you say that, though, the Texas Rangers are on the underrated side of of baseball teams this season? Absolutely. Because I even remember scrolling Twitter when Jacob DeGrom signed with the Rangers and everyone was saying, wow, he just must not even care about winning. He just wants a contract. And boy, have the Rangers just proved everyone wrong. And there was a part of me that said, I mean, you're going to go to the Texas Rangers from the Mets? Like, okay, fine. Have fun in Texas. You get to play in the heat. Go ahead. But I was absolutely shocked because the Rangers just used to be the Rangers, not really someone to really write home about, especially last year. But now they're doing fantastic. And yeah, DeGrom's hurt again, but right, he's looking promising. I think they said through a bullpen session, so he'll be back soon. But yeah, they said I definitely that, think they're like, underrated. There's no, I think they're the most underrated. I think I might have also put that label on the Pirates, but yes. I will quickly shift off. Actually, the Pirates are tied for first as of right now, but they won't be for long. Um, you're right, though, because last year the Rangers had 68 wins. They were embarrassing. They lost all these like really close games last year. And then they go out and get Bruce Bochy and they spend some more money on pitching. And it's like, yeah, you know, it's, it's easy to make fun of the Rangers for going out and spending money on Jacob DeGrom. And it's like, Oh, he's, you know, he's, he's hurt again. Just, just it's, you want to discount them so bad just because of their track record of not winning. But then you see guys like the AL RBI and home run leader this year. It's not Aaron judge. It's Adolis Garcia. Mm -hmm. It's like, how, how many people know that? You do a man on the street right now. You ask who's leading the AL in home runs. You're getting judged all the time. Yep. It's like, I don't, we just, we got to give more love to Texas and to Texas Rangers fans because it's their time. They're going to have like the most dramatic win, like turnaround from one season to the next. They're going to go 68 last year to like 90 plus this year. It's going to be great. I know. I got to look up that stat, but I'm curious how what the biggest differential will be in between seasons, like the biggest turnaround, because I think if they finish in first, could be. They finished fourth they last year or fifth? They, they were fourth. fourth last year because. Okay. Uh, so fourth to first. Somehow still worse. Um, it's, well, I think like, it's like the Orioles from 21 to 22 had yes. a pretty dramatic turnaround. Like the Diamondbacks from 21 to 22. Like, so there's been teams that will add 20 something ish to a, a win total, but um, yeah, I love Texas. I, I can't wait to be down in Arlington first weekend of June playing the Mariners. It's be so Jealous. sick. Oh, that'd um, be awesome. The new stadium is, is apparently amazing. It's just yes. like the video boards, 400 feet tall and there'll be hitting five home runs a night. So yeah, it's gonna be great. <clears throat> We're excited um, for Dustin. As a, yes, as a unit, we are excited for Justin. As a unit. Um, <laughs> uh, I saw this, and I wanted to get your take on it because okay. I don't know if this is a big deal or not, but I want you to be kind of the barometer of if it's a big deal or not. Uh, okay. Ben Rortvet, I think I said that right. 
Made his long-awaited debut for the New York Yankees. He's a catcher. He came over from the Twins, the IKF, and Josh Donaldson trade long, long ago. Uh, I've been reading up about him. I've heard that Yankees fans have been long-awaiting his arrival to the Bronx. Uh, Big deal or not big deal? Huge deal. I just want to get this right for the record. Not only is this exciting for Yankees fans, there has been a running joke throughout the past couple years that he does not exist. There was a huge running joke on Yankees Twitter. Ben knows about it. All the beat writers know about it. The Yes Network knows about it. The Yankees know about it. Everyone tweets it and says, oh my gosh, look, he does exist. So anytime you see him coming up for like a game or two, everyone says, oh my gosh, he's actually real. They weren't, they weren't lying. They call him Benny Biceps because, you know, he's got big muscles, strong guy. But very exciting for Yankee fans. He did really well in his debut. He actually... Uh, on the double that he hit did the John Cena you can't see me at second base so cool so cool I think Yankee fans are really excited to have him definitely curious to see how long he'll be up here because Trevi's only on the 10-day IL um so right now Higgy is obviously the number one Ben's number two but I think it's very exciting I think it's long awaited in his post-game interview he said he was you know really happy to be here it was everything he could have imagined so we love we love Ben we're here for Benny Biceps that's fantastic. I didn't know there was like a whole running joke. Oh, it's yeah. Like, he's like Sasquatch. There's just like blurry black and white photos of him. Nobody's actually seen what he's looked like, probably. Yes, because um, there used to be like exchanges back and forth. Like, oh, Ben got called up, back down, back down, back down. And people would say, wait, is is he real? Is this actually a player in our organization? But so it's really exciting for him. And he thinks the joke is funny. So I'm glad that he doesn't get too offended by it. Yankees have needed a, a good, reliable catcher for a long time. So uh, yes. maybe, maybe this is it. Maybe this is it. Maybe, maybe Benny Biceps, you know, in in his uh, in his debut there will just, you know, it'd be great. So uh, that's awesome. Glad to hear that's a big deal. We interrupt this episode to bring you a word from the official sponsor of Not for Long Media and the Breaking Bats podcast, the Original Fudge Kitchen. It is a staple of the Jersey Shore with six locations in Cape May, Wildwood, North Wildwood, Stone Harbor, and Ocean City. The Original Fudge Kitchen makes all of their fudge in-store guaranteeing a delicious product, so stop by and let them know that Not for Long Media and Breaking Bats sent you. Check them out online at fudgekitchenswithans.com as they are shipping fudge and sweet treats all across the country. Now back to the episode. Here's a, here's a fun one. Trey Turner stinks now. If you would have told me that in 2022, I would have said, no, you're lying. I must be in an alternate universe. Well, I think if you, let's just say like you watched the WBC and you saw, you saw what he did in the the WBC and you're like, you're, if you're a Phillies fan, I think even on this podcast, we haven't even had a conversation. It's like, oh my gosh, Trey Turner's the best during the WBC in six games. He had five home runs and 11 RBIs in six games. And so you're jacked up. He's like a batting champ. He's the coolest dude ever. And then this year, two full months into the season, he has a 91 OPS plus. He in 46 games, he has four home runs and 11 RBIs. So uh, I want to put you in the shoes of a Phillies fan. Um, So first of all, don't throw any batteries at me. uh, Because, you know, I I want you to be mentally a a Phillies fan. Just please, you know, keep it respectful. is Trey Turner not performing well? Is it a big deal? Not a big deal? How concerned should we be? In the wise words of Miss Taylor Swift, I would say, screaming, crying, throwing up if you're a Phillies fan. Because you just spent so much money on this player. You're amped up for him. He's 
America's baseball player in the WBC, the poor Philly fans had to witness the Phillies fall to the Astros last year. The Eagles lose. They're like, yes, Trey Turner, send us home. Phillies were amped up. Let's go. No. Again, just such, such an L for Phillies fans. And I feel like they're very frustrated right now because especially someone like Trey Turner, your number one guy, the guy you're going to turn to at all times, when he's not doing well, you know, it brings the momentum of the team down. So I do think there is some trouble in Philadelphia. What do you think? I think long-term they're fine. Like this okay. is not like he has the track record of success. He's like a career 300 hitter. It's like, yeah, he'll be fine. But I think in the short term, you, you can absolutely be concerned. I don't know if I boo him, but also in Philly, like booing Wouldn't is boo. like second nature. Yeah. It's like, you know, you don't do well one game. You just, you know, we're going to hiss at you or something. I don't know. Yes. It's just Philly's fans are a different breed, but, um, I, I watched this whole MLB network breakdown. So I'm basically an expert on Trey Turner's like, you know, woes so far. Uh, this guy can't hit fastballs. <laughs> that's what, that's my big takeaway. Cause they put a graphic up and it was like his stats versus fastballs in 21 and 22. He's like batting 350 and 320. And this year he's hitting 230. And it was like, yeah. they're showing all these whiffs. And anytime you throw him a high fastball, like off the plate, my guy's out there trying to hit it. Right. Um. So figure I would, if I was Trey Turner, I would figure that out. I would, okay. I would look to, to correct that. That's a good, um, that's some good insight you should give to him. I, yeah, honestly, like I could be a, Kev, I could be a hitting coach. Like I'm basically Kevin Long. If you think about it, like I would just sit him down and I'd show him the, the, I'd show him the tape and I'd say, that ball's not close. Don't swing at that. Okay. And then we, we'd get, and then if there's runners in the scoring position again, the last two years, he's over 300 this year, he's hitting 150, hence the 11 RBIs. Yes. Uh, so I also would would try to get him to fix that if I was a hitting coach. Has he um, said anything about how he's he said he hasn't been doing well, right? Like he admitted it to the media. Yeah, he said. Uh, he said I, I've sucked. He it said, uh, I'll, "I'm honest with I'm honest with myself. I've sucked." Yeah. All he can do is try to get better. He, he tried to like you know do that whole thing at the end. I think I'm a positive guy. I think I can always do better. Always can be better. That's the attitude I have. I know when something's not right. Amen, Trey Turner. Amen. We yeah, love you, I, think Trey. I, I would hope you would know something's not right because you're, yeah, it's not, it's not going well. But as a Nationals fan, there is a part of me that is thoroughly enjoying this. Um, it sucks, though, because I do love Trey because he's like, yes. the easiest guy to root for. He's got a great head of hair. It's the best. Um, but CJ Abrams is just like, CJ has also four home runs. CJ has 23 RBIs. His OPS is, 90 OBS plus is 90 and Trey's is 91. So we're getting Trey Turner level production, if not a little better from a guy that's probably making like, I don't know, like a mill. Yeah. Trey's making like three, like 30 something. So, um, you know, so Nats fans are feeling good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Could be worse. Get out Francisco Lindor as your starting shortstop. Yeah, oh right? my gosh. <laughs> just have, just have a guy batting two thirty all the time. Yeah. That would, that would really be a drag. Yeah. Um. So, no, I think I think Trey Turner will be fine long term. You know, flags fly forever. Twenty nineteen World Series, but um, yes, for right now though. For right now, Phillies and Phillies fans are dramatic. So, yes, <laughs> they're yeah, probably the most dramatic fan base. Yeah, it's I don't know. They're just they might be just like 
Nationals Junior. They got Harper, Turner, like yeah. they're just, you know, just trying to trying to stick it to their ex. Um, all right. Uh, you wanted to bring a couple non-baseball things. Well, it's still related to baseball, but just like non like hardcore baseball driven topics. Um, so why don't you why don't you get to fill us in on what's going on with your favorite player in all of baseball, Vlad Jr.? Yes. So favorite player ever. All right. So Vlad Guerrero Jr. Saw Young fan wearing a Bo Bichette jersey, sitting behind home plate during the Blue Jays 10 inning loss to the Orioles. Sign that said, I beat cancer. If you watch the video, it's absolutely amazing. He notices the sign, has someone from the clubhouse give him one of his bats to the boy as a gift. Listen, do I get frustrated with Flatty because he likes to make fun of the Yankees a lot? Yes. But as a young player, like I think people forget Vladdy's only 24 years old. That is such a mature move to do that for a young kid sitting behind the backstop. Like heart of gold brought tears to my eyes. I just thought that was such an amazing story. Bigger than baseball. Great segment. So I was, I was really happy to see that from Vladdy, even though I get frustrated with him sometimes. <laughs> That's very big of you to acknowledge, yes. you know, from your, your Yankees fandom to say, Hey, Toronto Blue Jay that always kills us every single time we play you. Yes. I respect you. Tip of the cap. Tip I like cap. that. Thanks. Uh, I also had a non-baseball story and I, the, the Baltimore Orioles, uh, they, they unveiled their city connect uniforms. I think they're like the 19th or 20th team to get them. So they're a little bit late to the party here. Um, all we've ha- already had so many fun debates on this podcast about, you know, what city connects look good, which ones don't the Texas Rangers obviously didn't look good. But if you haven't seen them, they have a like it's it's mostly an all black jersey. They have that script B logo on the hat, which I love. It's like black pants, black jersey, white belt. Didn't quite get that. Yeah. Baltimore across the chest. And it's like they're the first jersey to have the inside have a design, to have the interior part. It's like multicolored. It's supposed to represent they had a quote about like I was reading this like stupid breakdown that they use to describe all of like what's in the uniform. And it says from the outside, it looks all black and white. You can't see what you're not looking for threaded from the artistic tapestry of our city. The palette is like our people, colorful, vibrant, and quirky. So they're not like other uniforms. They're quirky. I don't, I could have done without that. I don't know who wrote that. It feels like a chat GPT generated thing, but um, yeah, I mean, they're cool. Like, you could roll, like you could roll the sleeves up and it's like you know you have you have some part of it that's got a couple colors on it but you don't have to like you don't have to sell it as this like artistic tapestry and it's like this grand vision of like it it doesn't have to be that deep it could just be cool and colorful you don't have to like try to like you know tell us about all the the backstory of what each color means like it's i don't know it's, it's i was like, just I'm I was not just like other girls the, yeah they're not it's not like other girls they're quirky they wear converses to uh, with their dress. Yeah, they cut their own bangs. This is the official uniform of cutting your own bangs with scissors. <laughs> I like them though. I do think they look sharp, but I understand like the whole. Here is our deep meaning behind the Baltimore Orioles jerseys. You know, maybe the city of Baltimore needs that. You need a little little spark. I don't know. I'm playing devil's advocate here. I just think that like they they did the correct thing, which is like break glass in case of emergency. Here's old faithful and all black uniform. An all yes. black uniform is a cheat code. It doesn't matter how hated your team is at that very moment. 
it's like the Washington Commanders. They like people are like, oh, I hate this team. I hate Dan Snyder. I hate everything about it. And then they like unveil their new like logo and all these like, oh, all black uniform. Not bad. Yeah. So it's like whenever you want to rally the team around or like rally the fan base around something, it's like you just make it all black. It's the coolest look in all of sports. The white belt's a little tough, though. I'm surprised they didn't have a, an artistic tapestry paragraph of the white belt's meaning. It doesn't match. Yes. It just doesn't match. <laughs> Do you think the Yankees or the Mets would have a City Connect jersey? I'd know. Uh, no? You I, think, I, I, think, you I don't know? think the Yankees would. I don't think the Yankees, don't think the Yankees would. Yankees. Yeah. Yeah. I think the Mets are quirky enough that they could probably get away with with putting that in there. They could do like a statue. They could do so much. They could do like Statue of Liberty on the jersey. <laughs> like the Empire State Building. I don't know. I feel like you can get really creative. I mean, yeah, that would actually be kind of, the Mets for sure would try. To, well, I don't know because you know I don't know how Steve Cohen feels about like trying to. Maybe he wants to be like the Yankees. Maybe he wants to be all serious and stuff. It's like, sure. hey, I'm spending all this money. I don't want our guys looking like a bunch of idiots out there running around with like Times Square on their jersey or something. It's true. It's a solid point. Solid point. Yeah. But my favorite is you can't see what you're not looking for. It's just, that's like the ultimate cop out. It's like, hey, this thing is kind of boring and plain. Just let it be boring and plain. It's like, no, 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 no. You're not looking hard enough. Look deeper. There's yeah. a little bit of a color gradient on some of the logos. So you can't, there's like some of these Pantones are a little darker and some are a little lighter. Yeah. Can't judge a so, book by its cover. Got to go inside. Get the full yeah. effect. God, I hate there's I like I like the uniforms. I hate these breakdowns. Like when the teams feel compelled to give a 10 paragraph dissertation on each individual meaning as if it's supposed to make it look cooler. Yes. The Padres did the same one last year. I remember it was a huge, huge power. I'm like, oh gosh. Okay. It's like we've correlated all of these colors together for this specific reason. We picked the pink and the green and the neon. I said, oh, okay. I can promise it. you, I'm speaking for all fans. We don't care. We don't care. I just true. Say, save yourself the time. You can make the hype video, make the make coolest the hype, hype video. video, put fire in it, put a techno beat behind it, do whatever. Yeah. I don't, I don't need to be lectured on each color's individual meaning and what it means to the city as a whole. I don't need that. Um, just the jersey is fine. Just put the jersey out. Just put the jersey out and make a video and we'll buy the hat. Perfect. I mean, that's, that's, the Reds also put their City Connects out and they also did all Fire. black. Awesome. Fantastic. The perfect amount of like red down the pants. Like the new hat logo is sick. 10 out of 10. Yeah. I think they should wear that every game. <laughs> they should. Yeah. We get really hot though. Those are the all black ones. Yeah. I think it's every Friday home game they're doing that but um yeah it's i don't know we have you know a third of the teams in baseball don't have city connects out yet so there's still plenty more ammunition out there to get angry and to you know quote tweet and say this is trash so um thought that was fun um all right i know i've been kind of ranty today i don't know i've just been kind of old and curmudgeonly it's okay i admit it um i have a rant though and this week's rant, it's about Eric Hosmer. And this is in our Let It Out segment. Yep. I am tired of all of the Eric Hosmer slander. I am, I've had it up to here with the internet. 
hating on this man. I've seen so much of it. He he was DFA'd from the Cubs last Friday. But even before that, in Boston when he was there for a little bit, and especially in San Diego, San Diego fans, it's as if Eric Hosmer like murdered a relative or something. They universally don't like that guy. They have he has the stigma around him, and I do not understand it. He's become an easy target. Literally anything that's wrong with your team is somehow Eric Hosmer's fault. It does not make any sense. He has become vilified. He is the boogeyman. It's stupid because, like, he's not like, okay, I know the, you know, his tenure in Chicago wasn't that great. And, you know, in Boston, that little bit there wasn't good either. But there was a run in San Diego at the beginning of last season where he was hitting like 400 and he was like the best hitter in baseball. And Eric Hosmer's back. And people are still ripping him a new asshole every single, every single day online. And then he still finished his time in San Diego last year with like 111 OPS and he was batting 270. They traded him away and all this stuff and whatever. He didn't want to invoke his no trade clause, whatever. Uh, he goes to Boston, doesn't do that well. He goes to Chicago this year. He's on a one-year deal on a league minimum and the Padres are paying his salary. So it's basically like you're getting a free Eric Hosmer. You're getting f- Eric Hosmer's playing for free. And that still didn't stop people on the internet from demolishing this man up and down and left and right. And it's like, I get that, like the bat, you know, he, you know, there's some deficiencies in his plate appearances. I get that, you know, it's, he's, you're not getting world series, Eric Cosmer, but like what the, when the, when he lacks on the, on the field stuff is just like, he makes up for on like character off the field locker room. And I get people be like, Oh, we don't, we don't pay this guy to, to be a good person. It's like, you're not paying him anything to begin with. The Padres are, he's a free Eric Hosmer. Um, Nico Horner of the Chicago Cubs. Uh, I, he had a great quote I read and I wanted to read it here because it just kind of sums up Eric Hosmer and his great character. He said, quote, I'm incredibly impressed by him as a person. I think that this game can definitely beat people down over time. And he has definitely been criticized publicly a lot, but for him to never, ever waver in how he treats people around him he was as invested in this team's success as anyone in that locker room. And I'm just thinking, like, he signed a one-year deal. He saw the depth chart. He knew that there was Matt Mervis coming in to take his spot eventually anyway. The Cubs aren't expected to be a first-place powerhouse team this year. And he's still, every single day, was showing up there, being a good leader and a good person. And, like, I, I just, I know people don't care about that. They will for sure comment who gives a crap. He was batting whatever low number it was this year. But, like, I'm just tired of the the narrative that he's a cancer and a bad guy it's it's asinine at this point he will bounce back there's plenty of great baseball left in eric hosmer and any team will be lucky to have an eric hosmer on their team end of rant that was phenomenal claps thank you i loved that i really did Scene. and we would welcome him on the pod with open arms i would i would love to have eric hosmer back on the pod the one time i talked to him he was like the nicest, kindest, funniest, like, you know, took accountability. He talked about like how he's looking to get better. This is before last season. He was talking about how he's changing his swing and his hands and whatever. It was like, is like, this is a guy that's won a world series. He's got so much dirt in his spikes and brings so much experience and veteran wisdom. It's like, yeah. Okay. Sometimes he'll stand on the other side of first base when he's trying to feel the ground ball and it doesn't look that great. And I know he hits the ball into the dirt almost exclusively now, but it's like, I still in my heart of hearts believe that this man can play baseball well. So yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, w- I hope the Orioles get him. I hope any of the teams that I, re- I cheer for sign him just so I can be banging the Eric Hosmer drum again. I love that. So you think he can bounce back? Absolutely. He's too good not to like, 
there's things that like you just you, you don't you don't forget how to hit to this level. Yes. Like he's still like if you give him an you know, it just maybe has to have a defined role. Maybe he's not if he's not every day, you know, he'll be the best part-time DH first base locker room guy ever. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think about what the Yankees did with IKF. Like he's not their everyday shortstop, but he comes in, plays center field a little bit, pinch hits a little bit, pinch runs. He's, you know, he's our he's the good utility bench guy. They could have done that, but no. There's no reason why he can't. Yeah. Yeah. His ground ball percentage this year is pretty high. He's he's not getting the ball in the air enough, but like I'll figure it out. Like I said, like literally a calendar year ago, he was batting 400. Right. So, um, yeah, it's just tired of seeing this Eric Hosmer stuff. Okay. Um, you have a rant as well and it's, it's a great one. I do have a rant. I, I'm going to tread carefully with this one. I just need to know, I need to know with every essence of my being, what is going on with Carlos Rodon? Here's the thing. I understand we have some issues. And for those who don't know, what happened with Carlos Rodon was he pitched in spring training. They took him out of the game. He went on the IL. They said, he's going to miss probably the first two months of the season. Okay. I could live with that. I was fortunate enough to work the press conference for Carlos Rodon last year. Was amped for him. Spent a lot of money. Six years, $162 million. Going to be the number two guy behind Garrett Cole. Did phenomenal with the Giants in 2022. 14-8. 2.88 ERA, 237 strikeouts. We're fired up. Yankee fans are amped up. Let's go, Carlos Rodon. Here's what's here's where I'm having a little, a tiny bit of an issue. I just want some clarity on the situation. So he goes on the IL, and now they're doing tests on the back. The MRI is clean. He's in no back pain, is what he's telling your reporters. Boone says he can't. Quite, there's something that's missing. If I'm the media, if I'm a reporter, I'm going, no, no, Boone, what is missing? I need, I need a, a, just an ounce more. I need to know what is missing and why he cannot pitch. Is it a mental block? Does he have the yips? I mean, I understand if I had the yips, I'm not going to go to the media and say, yeah, I have the yips. But there's just no clarity on the situation is what is so frustrating Today it was tweeted that he hopes to throw off the mound soon. He received the cortisone shot. Still nothing set in stone for a rehab assignment, but he hasn't felt any discomfort lately. So you have felt no discomfort. Your MRI is clean and you're going to throw until when? When are you coming back? Soon? We need help. Herman is on is now suspended. They're down a starter. Now they're down two starters. Oh gosh, the headache, the absolute headache I'm getting with this. And I don't, I'm not totally blaming Rodon. I just, I really do think that there's something that we're missing. Like, like I feel like there's something that they're not telling us. I'm sorry. I'm just, this really gets me fired up because you're supposed to be your number two guy. Now we don't even have a number two guy. We're going on like one, three, five starters. So that's how I feel about this situation. And I need to know when he's coming back before I actually have an anxiety attack. <laughs> Rant over. He will come back when the <laughs> vibes are good. He, the vibe, he, he's not in a good place with the vibes. He looked in the mirror. He did a little self-assessment, little vibe check. 
I don't feel like it doesn't feel right. And I think we should honor and respect his decision because soon is soon. You just have to be patient. We were just and I were talking about this before the podcast. And he goes, Oh, they tweet today. He said he's coming back soon. I go, that's not a timetable. That's not an answer. Also, guys, I'm sorry my voice is so bad. It's from Taylor Swift. I don't normally sound like this, but oh my gosh, I need to know. I just need to know what is going on. However, Ashley, his wife, did say that he's coming back. This is strictly from Twitter. Talking Yanks tweeted something like, our inside source says don't expect Carlos Rodon to pitch this year. Ashley tweets back and goes, BS dash confirmed source. So maybe he's coming. I don't know when we'll see him game one of the postseason. I think, I think it's probably, it's probably a safe bet that'll come back this year. Right. When? I mean, if I had to put a timetable on it, I'd say 2023 at some point. <laughs> You'll get him this year. Like, I don't understand. Like, You've made it to June without him. Well, who's who's to say you can't make it August, September? Maybe by then the vibes will be okay. I think the vibes are high right now. They're winning. Well, right not right now. They're losing five four to the Orioles, but they're win- Like they're doing well. He can come back now. It's safe. It's safe. You can come back now. We mean you no harm, Carlos Rodon. <laughs> we promise. It is safe to come out and play baseball that we're paying you all this money for six over 162 it's it's okay like hey we won't hurt you what if what if you as kind of like a yankee fan ambassador you kind of you know get together with the other yankees fans you say you you pull them together and you say hey guys we're not gonna boo carlos rodon anymore we're gonna be positive and upbeat regardless of the outcome of how he pitches and then maybe if like you put positive vibes out there for him he'll reciprocate them and he'll come out of his shell and he'll pitch for you guys. That is an excellent What about idea. that? I, I think you've nailed it. I think I he's think just, you know, it. it's it's intimidating going to New York. And, you know, it's I, I think people don't understand the the you know the the mental games and the mental torture mm-hmm. chamber that the athletes in, in the Bronx are under. So he's new to that. He's played for the White Sox and the Giants. So he hasn't necessarily been under that much intense media scrutiny. It's hard. Let just be patient because he will at some point play for the Yankees. That much we know for certain. In in the next six years, he will play for the New York Yankees at some point. And, and that's the way it was. Yeah. Back to you in the studio, Kate. Why we we don't know when exactly Carlos Rodon will come back and play for the New York Yankees, but we can be certain that he will at some point. Back to you in the studio. Oh my God. I just can you imagine being a reporter and a manager says to you, he feels fine. No MRI's clean. He'll be back soon. So what do you mean soon? That's when you turn into Pepe Silvia and you start <laughs> get the cork board out and you get the crazy lines drawn and you're like trying to do like, all right, what are they telling us? Like, is, right? is Carlos Rodon, did he actually die? And did he, did he be replaced by a body double like Avril Lavigne did? Is this not actually Carlos Rodon? Where's the is real Carlos re- Rodon? He's like Ben. Yeah. He's not real. <laughs> it's it's Carlos and Ben. They're just not. They both neither exist. It's all a lie. It's 
I'm glad I'm not a Yankees fan. That would piss me off. <laughs> yes. But fingers crossed. I'm, right now, you know what? Timestamp this. We'll put this on the record. I'm going to go July 14th. He's coming back. Ooh, okay. This is good. This is, right? this is actually a great idea. July I'm going to get the Yankee schedule out. Yep. And I'm going to see. I'm going to predict. It's like what Greg Amsinger did when he predicted Albert Pujols' um, 700th career home run. He, he predicted the day like eight months before that. Yep. Shout out the GOAT, Greg Amsinger. Um, uh, I will get the calendar out. And you said July 14th. 14th or in Colorado. That's after the All-Star break. That's the first Perfect. game back. Um, I'm going to say he needs a little bit more time. What? I, I'm, I'm going to say that, yeah. I'm going to say he needs a little bit more time. I think Carlos Rodon will come back. Um, he will come back August. August. August sixth. It's a Sunday against Houston. It's Harry Potter Day. In He's New not coming back against Houston. Are you out of your mind? It's Yankees Harry Potter Cat Giveaway Day, <laughs> and you will see the debut of Carlos Rodon one thirty-five on August sixth. Write that down. He's a big Harry Potter fan. He's team Hufflepuff. He back I can't breathe. <laughs> no, I think he needs more time. <laughs> he needs more time than a full all-star break. <laughs> Don't rush him. He will come back at some point. He did. I think he threw a long toss today. Oh, oh, the Orioles are making errors, guys. It's, no, they didn't. It's Senor Nada, as Dan Plesak calls Yanir Cano. He's, uh, I think he did eventually give up a run, but that zero ERA was pretty sick for a while there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Mark it down. August 6th, Harry Potter giveaway. What a hilarious thing the Yankees are giving away. If I, I didn't have that on my Yankees bingo card of things. I thought they were too proud of an organization to be doing giveaways like that. What are they giving away that day? Harry Potter it's, what? It's Harry Potter cap giveaway day. That's cool. Um, yeah. I might, yeah. So you might just have to go to that game and report back like yes. live on the ground and see like, all right, we're, we're now sending it over to Kate. She is in the Bronx and she is wearing the Yankees Hufflepuff yellow cap. Ooh, you can get a Gryffindor, a Slytherin, a Ravenclaw, or a Hufflepuff themed Harry Potter hat. That's so cool. I get to pick. They will be distributed at random, so you don't even get to pick. Oh, that sucks. I wanted to pick. Which one would you pick? I think Gryffindor. It's a red one. Oh. I want the yellow one. I've What's always that, been, Slytherin? Hold on. No, yellow one's hot. I don't know what oh. any of this means. I've never watched Harry Potter. That's a sin. Are you a Star Wars person instead? I like Star Wars, yeah. <laughs> I'm not an animal. I like Star Wars. Yeah, I'm not an animal. <laughs> I so have then what do you have against Harry Potter? I don't know. A bunch of wizards running around. Yeah, I guess you know, you're didn't, right. didn't really, It just didn't really do it for me. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it's fair. Um, I don't know how we got here, but I think it's a good way to end. I think we should do ending each episode. We should just let out a vicious stream of rants. Um, yes. I think people. I think that's what people want to hear. Yeah. You guys want to? You guys want to hear us yell about baseball? I think so. Um, ooh, it's also on. Is that August? Is are they all doing this on August sixth? Oh, it's, it's a Harry Potter away day. A, 
it's Grateful Dead, Jerry Garcia, Bobblehead. There's at some point. Oh. Um, yeah. Slide. So maybe, maybe Carlos is a deadhead. All right. Um, I'm gonna. I think we cut this. I think we cut this one short before I let out another mindless stream of rambling thoughts. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we will see you all next week. And before we get out of here, a special thank you to the band Stick Figure for allowing us to use today's intro and outro music. Wait up.